14. Here's the pitch by Downing. Swinging. There's a dive into left center field. That ball is going to be out of here. It's gone. It's 7-15. There's a new home run champion of all time. And it's Henry From the Tanglewood Studios on the Skynet Global Network, this is Go6 Sports Radio. Okay, welcome to the show. We're trying to do this on Fridays now to give you some news from the week, um, be pretty current, and get you ready for the weekend because there's a lot of sports right now to be watching and listening to and reading about on the weekend. So um, trying to do this on Fridays, every Friday now, uh, the Go 6 Sports Radio Show on GSPN, Go 6 Programming Network. Uh, so talking about college football to open it up, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens uh, this weekend. Right now, the rankings are Bama's number one, six and zero; Notre Dame's number two, eight and zero; Ohio State's three and zero; and Clemson's seven and one. And what you're going to find out at the end of all this is that there's going to be a team from the Big Ten. There's going to be a pretty notable team on the outside looking in at the end of this. Somebody like Wisconsin who hasn't played a lot of games. Someone like Northwestern who, again, is, you know, they've done this in years past. They show us that they're pretty good. Um, and then when they have a big, big game, they can't win it. They can't get over that hump. I think that's one of those schools that's never going to get over the hump. Um, they're more academic-driven than they are athletics-driven, and that's okay. Uh, but I don't think they're gonna they're gonna get over the hump. I think they're gonna lose this week. Matter of fact, but uh, there's definitely gonna be because of the state that we're in, you're, and teams not playing a lot of games. And and for example, this week, 13 games are postponed. I mean, that's crazy. And it's gonna be tough to finish this college football season because again, like I said before, college age students, college age people, do not do a good job of social distancing, wearing masks, believing that this thing is real. They leave uh, school, they leave uh, their practices, games, and they go party, and they don't care. I witness it on a daily basis. There are kids that are in school, virtually online, so 100% virtual online school, yet they're still not staying home with their families, they're still staying in apartments at school, still staying in dorms or whatever. And um, that's why the college football season will have a very difficult time finishing as opposed to Major League Baseball, NBA, which was in a bubble, uh, National Football League, which has gazillions of dollars at stake with TV contracts, uh, and hockey were was in two bubbles to finish their Stanley Cup um, playoffs. So... It's going to be very difficult to finish the season, but if we do, you're going to find there's going to be teams like Clemson that are 10-1, and and there's teams like Wisconsin that are 5-0 and or 6-0. and uh, Cincinnati's going to be on the outside looking in. They're not in a Power 5 conference, and there'll be Power 5 teams ahead of them that won't even get in. So Cincinnati, forget it. Uh, but to reset and get you ready for the weekend, one of the top games of the weekend is Indiana at uh, number 10 at number three, Ohio State. That's Saturday at noon on Fox. Uh, Ohio State has a week off after their Maryland game was canceled last week, so they have a lot of time to prepare. 
Justin Fields has 11 TDs, I think it is, in three games. So keep an eye on um, the Hoosiers' touted linebacker, Micah McFadden, and their touted uh, defensive back, Devin Matthews. See if they can handle Justin Fields. Be very telling. I think Indiana is going to go into Columbus and get trounced and come back to reality. And Ohio State's going to flex their muscles a little bit and prove that they belong in the top four. Um, and, you know, Ohio State defense, they've given up some points, but many of those points have come towards the end of games in the second half when teams are got the ball in the air, they're trying to come back. Uh, Ohio State's probably got some, you know, second-string guys in there uh, defensively. So uh, that's going to be a good game again noon Saturday on uh, Fox. Game number two to watch, Northwestern, Wisconsin. Wisconsin's number 12, Northwestern's 20. Again, Northwestern's the type of program where they will periodically get into the top 20, 25. That's a 3.30 game on ABC. Um, Wisconsin's ground attack is really good. Uh, Their quarterback, Graham Mertz, is not so great, but he's a complimentary-type quarterback, so he'll throw the ball now and then just enough uh, but Wisconsin will pound the ball. And if you're used to watching the Big 12 or the SEC or even the Pac-12 where there's a lot of offense, you're not going to see it in this game. This is going to be a ground game for sure. Now ramping it up and getting a little bit better, Bedlam, 14, number 14, Oklahoma State, at number 17, Oklahoma. That's 730 ABC. Um you're going to have the you know the top broadcast team. I'm pretty sure Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreit doing that game. Uh, that'll be pretty interesting. Two top 20 teams, Oklahoma State. See if they're for real. Oklahoma has struggled, uh, but it should be uh, one of those games that's pretty exciting. There'll probably be. I'm not sure what the state of Oklahoma is doing with regard to fans, but I'm guessing there's going to be some fans in the stands there. And uh, that should be a pretty good game. And, you know, somebody who wins, one of those teams that wins that game convincingly will be a little bit back in the picture with regarding the, with regard to the playoff race. Uh, the fourth game, which is a Pac-12 game, UCLA at Oregon. Oregon can still, I think, make a claim for being considered a playoff team, but they're going to have to win out. They're going to have to play well, win convincingly. That game is 3.30 ESPN2. UCLA's quarterback, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, he's one of those guys, he has pretty good feet. He's getting better at running the offense. That Chip Kelly, former Oregon coach, by the way, um, wants to run there. And you, the Oregon defensive end, Kayvon Thibodeau, is uh, somebody to watch there too. So um, it'll be interesting to see if Thibodeau uh, can contain um, Thompson Robinson, the quarterback for UCLA. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, that's 330. That's a 3.30 game, ESPN2. Again, I don't love the day games. For me personally, I like to do some things during the day, settle in for the second half of those day games, and um, and then focus on one of, the night, one of the night games there. But that one's a pretty good one. Uh, I enjoy the Pac-12. I enjoy the way they play. 
usually pretty exciting football. And depending upon who's on the call when you watch these games, you know, for example, we're hoping that um, the Indiana-Ohio State game is Gus Johnson um, because that's if you're if you're interested in entertainment, that is a great guy, great play-by-play football guy. I mean, just fantastic guy. I tune in a lot of Fox games just to hear him, Gus Johnson. So that's your college football for the weekend. There are some games tonight. Um, none of them, you know, ranked teams really. Um, but I'm sure you can find something interesting. There's always something interesting on a Friday night college football-wise, and then we'll see what this weekend brings and how things shake out for next week. We'll be back right after this. So turning to the NFL last night, uh, 28-21 Seahawks over the Cardinals. Everyone was wondering how the Cardinals would respond to that miraculous Hail Mary play in their win over the Bills last week. And uh, they didn't respond great. Kyler Murray was playing with a sore shoulder. Uh, Seattle did enough. Russell Wilson looked really motivated last night. Uh, DK Metcalf, the receiver for the um, Seahawks, man, that guy's a beast. I mean, I know he dropped two balls last night. He dropped one in the end zone, then he dropped another one that would have been a big chunk of yardage had he caught it. Um, I think he'll probably fix that, and that's probably a momentary bump in the road for him. But that guy runs as well as anybody in the league, as far as receivers go. He's a monster physically. I mean, you just look at him, he's really strong. And uh, right now, if you had an argument of the best receivers in the entire NFL, he's definitely in the conversation. He's probably top three, and you could argue that he's the best receiver in the NFL. Um, So that was a pretty good start uh, to the NFL week last night. There's a lot of interesting games on Sunday. We'll start Sunday night and back up from there, but the Kansas City-Las Vegas Raiders game is going to be a real interesting game. If you remember the last time they played, the Raiders beat Kansas City in Kansas City. And John Gruden, head coach of the Raiders, he had the bus driver drive around Arrowhead Stadium twice before they left the stadium on the way to the airport as sort of a victory parade type of thing. Um, He says he was busing the chops of the Kansas City bus driver who was from, he's a Kansas City guy and was, you know, kind of annoying and uh, But Andy Reid, uh, Kansas City head coach, said he didn't like it. It's not the way they would do things. And that was, you know, the coaches will probably say that's all talk and nobody's worried about that before the game. But I think that's in the back of the Chiefs' mind. They did not like getting beat at home. And I think they're going to go into L.A. and they're going to play really well and they're going to beat the Raiders and kind of put the Raiders back in their place a little bit. That's at 820 on Sunday night NBC. Another good game is going to be Green Bay, Indianapolis, at Indianapolis. That's a 425 game, so if you watch the whole game or the second half of the game, that'll lead you right into the Sunday game, which is a pretty good game, as I said. Uh, Indianapolis, good running game. Phillip Rivers, experienced quarterback. 
will minimize his mistakes based on the proficiency of the running game. Green Bay's playing a lot better right now. That should be the game of the week with regard to the NFL. Teams on buys this week are the Buffalo, uh, the Bears, the Giants, uh, and San Francisco. And suddenly the Giants, although their record doesn't indicate it, they're playing pretty well. It sounds like they got a pretty good head coach. Uh, do not sleep on the New York Giants. So the NFL should be pretty good. Um, Monday night game is L.A. Rams at the Tampa Bay Bucks. That should be a good matchup because I think the Bucks are good. I think they're very good offensively, pretty good defensively. I don't think they're as good as we think they are, though. And the Rams are a pretty solid team. We'll see how Brady performs. Aaron Donald and the boys, if they get pressure on him, we know how Brady functions. When he does not have time to throw, he has games a la two weeks ago when they got crushed and he just threw the ball up for grabs two or three times. So we'll see how that plays out. If Tampa is able to play a good game, play a solid game, come out with a win at home, then I'll be truly a believer in them. But we'll see. Um, they're going to be facing the Rams' good coach, pretty good quarterback, pretty good defense. We'll see how that goes. So that's the NFL for this week. Should be pretty interesting. I have no doubts that the NFL season, despite facilities closing here and there because of positive tests, I have no doubt that the season will continue, that we'll have a full season, we'll have playoffs, and we'll have a Super Bowl. It's just the way it is. There's too much money at stake TV-wise for them not to make it work. So the NFL looks good for this weekend. Enjoy. So just some quick NBA news before we get into uh, some Major League Baseball talk, but uh, disappointing out west in San Francisco, Oakland area, as Clay Thompson um, tears his Achilles just coming back from the knee injury uh, from last year and uh, tears his Achilles. So big question marks with regard to his career. Seems like a great guy, and uh, it's too bad that this occurred. Um, hopefully he can get back playing. I think he's young enough where he can rehab, um, but how much of an impact he makes. But that really hurts the Warriors. They had a pretty good draft. Um, they're looking to be stronger this year and rebound from last year. Uh, they're talking about in San Francisco – having a way to get a lot of fans at the games and the organization is willing to spend millions to test fans before they come in um, and take all the necessary precautions to make sure if they have a big crowd at their new arena that um, they can do it safely. So that's disappointing for Clay Thompson and the Warriors. 
and you know, wish him the best that he gets back well sooner than later. The other uh, big news yesterday, I don't know why it was big news, because um, I'm not a big fan, but Gordon Hayward of the Celtics uh, declared that he will not be back with the Celtics and he'll enter free agency. Uh, good offensive player, good offensive player, shoots like 50% from the th- floor, I think 38 from three. Um, and uh, I think last year he averaged around 17, a little over 17 points a game. But he plays no defense. So all of those offensive stats are great for the regular season. But when the postseason comes and teams really need to ramp up their defense in order to win playoff series, in order to get to the conference finals, and in order to get to the NBA finals, all the great players ramp up their defense. All the great teams ramp up their defense. The games are won and lost on defensive stops. Gordon Hayward is not there. But you know what? Someone's going to pay him a lot of money. Um, can't understand it at all. But those are the two big uh, stories uh, as far as the NBA goes yesterday. Now it's time for our segment, Major League Baseball Talk, conversation and commentary about the league where they play for pay. So there's no doubt that the biggest talk this offseason so far and will continue to be is the New York Mets, is talk about the New York Mets. And I know I'm a Met fan and I'm biased towards the team, but it's really true. Every single talk show that you listen to, you listen to Buster Only's Baseball Tonight podcast, they are in agreement that the Mets will be the most talked about team in the offseason and probably during the season next year. New owner Steve Cohn, um, longtime Mets fan, Hedge fund guy has millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. In fact, he has so much money that he is more valuable than the top three owners in the league combined. So he has the resources and he promises to use them. And uh, so far, he has really said all the right things. He's believable. The fans on social media love him. There's been nothing but positive um, energy around the Mets and the new ownership. It looks like they're going to be in the market. It's good free agent season for them because, number one, they have the resources. Number two, the free agents available are positions that they need. They need a starting pitcher. Trevor Bauer is the guy. He's looking for a one-year deal. I don't care how much he wants. Give him a one-year deal. If you watch or read about, watch any of his vlogs or read about Trevor Bauer, he's a worker. He was working out the day he got the Cy Young Award, trying to get better. Admittedly, is not as good as he thinks he could be. And he's constantly working to get better and takes his craft very, very seriously. He had a one-year deal last year. He wants a one-year deal again. He likes playing on one-year deals. I think it motivates him. It'd be a fantastic fit. He, he'd he be a fantastic fit in New York. Got to get him. JT Real Muto, while I don't love him, he's a catcher that's available, and I think the Mets um, will have a good chance to get him. Francisco Lindor, shortstop. They don't absolutely need a shortstop, 
but I think they have the trade bait to get him. And if they got him, I think that would certainly solidify their team with a guy who's got playoff experience, uh, league experience, just a really, really good player all around. And then the last guy who's relatively local to New York, a Connecticut guy, is George Springer. Could easily see him in a Mets uniform. They need an outfielder. They need a guy like him. He would also be a good fit in New York. Uh, so there's four free agents that the Mets could go get. I see them getting at least two of them and maybe three. And if they do, they'll be right up there with the Dodgers as the favorite in the National League, especially if one of those two or three agents, two or three free agents, is Bauer because that's a starting pitcher. The Mets bullpen and relief core can't get any worse than they were last year. They're going to be better uh, with DeGrom, hopefully Syndergaard back, and a guy like Bauer, you're looking at a really strong staff, not to mention some of the peripheral four- and five-starters that they have. Um, they're going to be a team to reckon with. The bad news and unfortunate news um, is the Robinson Cano testing positive uh, for banned substance. Again, who knows how this happens, where it comes from, but he's responsible for it. That's probably going to be it for him in his career. I mean, he's had a good career. Aside from the steroids, you could say he's a Hall of Fame guy. But he, uh, you know, that put a little bit of a damper on some of the exciting Mets news that's gone on lately. But again, we'll talk always all of Major League Baseball. Um, but lately, the Mets are the team uh, that people are talking about for those reason, reasons. That's our Major League Baseball talk. So last week, I told you a little bit about the video games that I play. MLB The Show 20, Madden. I haven't played Madden in a while. been into MLB The Show 20 since back in May and really enjoy it. And uh, put together a team in the portion of the game that's called Diamond Dynasty. I'm not very good, but I'm trying to get better. I have 51 wins, 73 losses, so 20 Two games under 500, but I'm working at getting better. Name of the team is the Saco Bay Sharks. You're able to come up with your own team and your own uniforms. Uh, I'm a green and gold color scheme. And the guys I roll out with, I lead off Reggie Jackson in right field. I like leading him off because he's a very fearful hitter in this game. And most opponents do not like facing him first in the order right at the beginning of the game. So they pitched very carefully to him. And uh, he was not very good for me in the beginning, but uh, is coming around. He's getting some hits. He's drawing some walks. And he plays surprisingly good defense. In the two-hole, I'm hitting Manny Machado, who I just picked up this week. He's a 99 card. For those who don't know, 99 cards are the highest cards in the game. His attributes are fantastic with regard to hitting and contact. Doesn't run super well, but plays excellent defense. I'm rolling with Rod Carew, believe it or not, in the three-hole. He's a second baseman, fantastic hitter. Um, been hitting better for me. The problem with me is I don't hit in this game very well. I'm trying to get better. I switched to a monitor this week versus a TV. That supposedly gives you more response time 
because when you're taking swings in this game, it's just like when you're taking swings um, in real life. You have very little time to respond, very little time to react to pitches. So the monitor will hopefully help. Hasn't shown great results yet, but hoping it gets better. Um, but the rest of my team, Darno catches. I have Lou Brock in left, Byron Buxton in center. I have uh, Hannes Wagner at short, phenomenal defense, best defensive shortstop in the game in MLB The Show. Um, and uh, first baseman's Jimmy Fox, and then pretty good pitching staff of Brandon Woodruff, Brett Saberhagen, uh, Burt Blylevin, Adam Wainwright, and Corey Kluber. And then my closers are crazy good. I mean, if I get a lead, which I don't get too often, but if I get a lead, I have Dibble, uh, Chapman, um, Wade Davis, uh, Liam Hendrick. So I have a really good bullpen. What I have to do better is I have to hit better. This week I had games where I lost three or four games by one run, one nothing, three two. Um, have to hit better. I'm pitching good. I'm playing good defense. But it's a fun game. Highly recommend it. A lot of strategy involved. And uh, try to try to get with that uh, maybe once a day for an hour, which I really enjoy. But that's my MLB The Show, 51 and 73 right now, hoping for a good weekend. So that'll do it for us this week. We are going to put out this podcast every week, try to talk about current news from the day news from the week, and prepare you for all the sports over the weekend and where to watch them. Please spread the word about the Go 6 Sports Radio podcast. can be found wherever you find your podcasts. Also follow us on Twitter at FrozenRope8, and we'll see you next week.